Hello and welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. We bring you theatre news, theatre reviews and of course theatre booze. For our last couple of episodes, due to the current COVID lockdown, we have been recording via the magic of the internet and I'm joined again by my sister Alice. Greetings from London. And I, of course, am Oscar. Today we're going to talk about some stuff we've been watching that's kind of theatre related and chat a bit about theatre news any more updates because it's been a bit of a kind of mm. a grim week for theatre news hasn't it because the government have not rolled out any kind of plan for the theatre industry no, so it's all been a bit theatres are sort of falling between the cracks a bit aren't they yeah I've seen various kind of petitions saying that what's going to happen yeah so Cameron McIntosh has announced that Hamilton, Les Mis, Mary Poppins and Phantom of the Opera will not return to the West End until 2021 yeah, and an unspecified date in 2021. That's a long time, isn't it? It really is. I was really shocked when I read that because I suppose I just thought that things, I thought in my mind, I don't know why, but I'd thought sort of October, November, and then the old Vic started selling tickets for A Christmas Carol in December. And so I was thinking, oh, Christmas, we'll all be back in the theatre. But Maybe some theatres, they just can't find a way of doing it safely. Well, I think it's, I think the problem is, imagine if they opened up one of their big productions and then someone got COVID and the rules are still that if you get it, you have to isolate and everyone you've come into contact with have to isolate. That's one person on that in that theatre company of Hamilton, be that a stage manager, wardrobe person. If they get it, you've got to close the whole show. Mm. Like, so it's just, I think they're just, they don't know, you know, what they're going to do. A lot of the shows have been pushed back to next year. So I've we've kind of had word, I think, since we last did the podcast about Sunday in the Park with George is definitely moving to next year. Hello, Dolly is moving to 2021. Harry Potter. Um, in the rain. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. They are um, planning to reopen from the 6th of, well, they're suspended until the 6th of September. Right. But they, whether or not they'll actually open. No, we don't know. Who knows? Um, what were the other ones that have moved? So Hairspray, the Michael Ball, apparently that they're still on for 1st of September. They've pushed to the 1st of September. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Regent's Park Open Air Theatre, which I was kind of looking forward to. They were doing the new musical of 101 Dalmatians. They cancelled the whole summer season, obviously. So that's all being moved to next year. So those three shows, uh, which was Romeo and Juliet, Carousel, 101, they're all going to next year's season. Oh, gosh. What about Cinderella? Um, Cinderella. Well, they were one of the very, very first to move their dates, weren't they? And they, so they've stuck to that. So they're still pushed to kind of late October, I believe. So we'll see whether that happens. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, um, starring in Sister Act, they've moved to the following year. So they've moved to July, um, and August of 2021. And interestingly, because tickets for that totally sold out and were very expensive, now that it's moved, I think obviously some people have got refunds instead of moving their tickets. So I did have a look and actually there are tickets available again for it. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we can, so there we might can, be so there's, actually getting seats because we were a bit slow last time, weren't we? Yeah, we were. So there's still hope that we could see Cinderella in October, Hairspray in September. I, yeah, I mean, it just seems really iffy. Mm. Operation Mince Me that I was really sad to have missed. We Obviously, we saw it um, at the new diorama, but that was supposed to be at Southwark. They are going to show that, They do it, but it's still TBC, so there's no date for that one yet, but I'm holding on to my tickets for whenever that does come back. Yeah, that was really um, good fun. I liked that. 
Yeah, but no word yet. But it's just so sad. I've been looking at my calendar as each of these shows go by on my phone because I haven't cancelled them all. So I get a little reminder saying, and last night was Sunday in the Park with George. Oh. Very, very sad. You know what I was thinking? What? It will be fun to see things. You know, I was saying, like, I love it when we watch something together. I don't really want to sit and watch theatre just, you know, you want it to be kind of convivial and, like, fun watching it from yeah. home sorry streaming things from home and I yeah. was thinking what would the next thing be that you and I would be able to watch together maybe and I was thinking would you maybe look forward to watching Hamilton you know they're making they film oh, it. it's going to go on on Apple Disney and oh, yeah Disney plus sorry yeah that's at Disney plus and it's good that's going to be on the I think from the 3rd of July, they filmed it in 2016, didn't they? With the original Broadway cast. Yep. So that yeah, would be really interested to see that actually. I'd like I have like, a, I have a scary feeling though, that I'm going to find Lin-Manuel Miranda really irritating as Hamilton. <laughs> because he does tend to sometimes like veer towards being slightly annoying as much as I love him. Do you um, think he over eggs the pudding? I think slightly. And I think when you're not live in the theatre, that's slightly over the top thing might not read as well and also I think the two different people I've seen playing Hamilton in London have just been like they've been younger for a start and brought a kind of a really young energy to it and just I don't know I, I'll be interested to see him, him do the full show um okay moving on to TV we've been watching something that we talked about in the podcast quite a bit which was unprecedented has now dropped on BBC iPlayer, which was Headlong's um, collaboration where they got different playwrights or writers to write pieces in lockdown. And then they filmed them over kind of Zoom with actors providing the props. And that whole thing was done in complete isolation. There are five episodes all available on BBC iPlayer. It's called Unprecedented. I have watched episode one and episode two. I've watched episode three. Okay, so in each episode, you get kind of three, usually three or four shorts, as it were, you know, by three or four different playwrights and directors and actors. And episode one, it wasn't very good, actually. That's why I said to just like for you to just go straight on to a different one. First one was by James Graham, who we've liked his work before, Quiz and Ink. And it was just a bit like a bit basic the first one and his I can't remember what his piece was called let me look up what was it called his one was called viral and um, it had some good people in it but it was just sort of a group of young people talking on zoom and it was all just a bit cheesy and eggy and it got all sentimental at the end and it wasn't very good and nor were the other two in that in that one to be honest Uh, there was one with a homeless guy and he was sort of talking to his he was in a shelter and he was talking to his dog and I thought that was an interesting idea because obviously during the covid pandemic homeless people have been put in halfway houses and shelters and that was the only one that kind of was remotely interesting but episode two was much better and more what I thought we were going to be getting from this Mm -hmm. so episode two had Gemma Arterton was in one with uh, Geraldine James and they're two great actors and so that that one was kind of good and had a bit of a dark twist. It was called Safer at Home. Mm-hmm. And that one was by Anna Maloney. Mm-hmm. And it had a, this sort of, it had a dark edge. Gemma Arterton was talking to her mother-in-law over Zoom. And it was kind of, as the episode goes on, you think, oh, is the husband p- potentially abusing her? Oh, so but that domestic, because yeah, that was one of the things that has been talked about in the press here, isn't it? Is the rise in domestic violence is one of the biggest concerns. Well, yeah, of course, because people are kind of trapped in their homes. It's very, 
yeah, very difficult. So that one was kind of interesting. And then there was one called House Party, which was actually really fun. And it had a kind of quite a big cast. And that was just a basically a load of neighbours living on a street. They're all having a Zoom house party. That one was just kind of pure, funny, and it had some really good writing and the acting was really good. And that one kind of zipped along. And I was like, yes, this is what we're talking about. Because episode one just felt very amateur. Oh, Yeah, it was really not good. And episode two, I thought, okay, no, this these are, this is feeling more like more professional actors, more professional writing. Um, that one was by April DeAngelis. Well, you should watch episode three. Oh, I'm going to. So yeah, you tell, tell me about episode three. So episode three, I, I am loving it. it. There's one in it called Grounded, um, which stars Catherine Parkinson. Oh yes, so I love I, her. Yeah, I um I used to watch her in the IT crowd, which I loved. You saw her in um, Home, I'm Darling. Um, yep. And she, so she's on a Zoom call with her parents, and Alison Stedman plays her mum. And I oh. love Alison Stedman. She's yeah. such a brilliant actress. She's so good. She's one of the sort of queens of natural acting isn't she she's so kind of like it in gavin and stacy you know she plays the mum she's sort yeah. of playing a similar role in this um oh she's just brilliant and her daughter Catherine parkinson she's getting really stressed and trying to get them to take it seriously and just talking about how um she wants them to stop having get-togethers with the neighbors and alison stedman's just like well i'm okay i will do but I'm, i've got to go to zimba now and she's going, Mum, you can't go to Zumba classes. We're in lockdown. So you don't understand. And they're not really taking it very seriously. And then she sort of loses her temper, but it's quite funny. She has a, it, it, it's sort of dark comedy. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. That was good. I'm definitely going to watch So that. that was really fun. The one after that was Fear Fatigue. And that was kind of like the most sort of serious documentary sort of tone to it because they've used the words of NHS workers who were interviewed just before lockdown. And so so Rory Kinnear plays, I think, a surgeon or an anaesthetist, was it? And, oh, it's brilliant. It's so interesting. Um, and there's a psychologist in it, and they're just talking about what what it's like working in a hospital and the lack of PPE um, and how scared they all are and about the, getting to the shops and there's not any food. But it's really good. And then some of them are sort of saying, there's like a guy from A&E, who's like really frantic you think he's just on the verge of a panic attack and he's he kind of he says like I went into work and I was saying oh it's not that busy for a Friday and someone said to me well it's Thursday and he said that's how that's how anxious I am I've come into work a day early I'm not even meant to be here oh my god yeah so that was and this is all true words it's really good that was a really good one Oh, okay, well, it sounds like they're sort of getting better because actually I forgot in episode two, the very first one starred Arthur Darville, who we saw in Sweet Charity, actually. And the kind of it was him and I think his girlfriend and they were trying to talk. But a lot of the premise of the early scenes was that their signal kept cutting out and they couldn't hear each other. So we all sat down to watch it and sort of five minutes, well, no, a couple of minutes in, I thought, actually, I can't bear to watch two people on Zoom with a bad connection. It's bad enough in real life. It's bad enough in real life. And I just like, right, you've not got to your point quick enough. All we're doing is having two people who aren't communicating well because of a time lapse and a freezing. And I just thought, and he kept dropping the camera and I thought, no, sorry, you've lost me. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. So I moved on from that one. So we've watched three between us. I wouldn't recommend episode one. Episode two, skip the first one because it's irritating. Three sounds like a winner. So I'm definitely going to watch four and five because 
There's also some really great actors. Denise Goff is in, I think, episode four, um, along with who's in her episode. It's Denise Goff and Sue Johnston from The Royal Family. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Um, there's one with Julian Barrett from The Mighty Boosh and Erin Doherty, who I saw in this really good play called, uh, what was that play called? I Am Rachel Corrie at The Young Vic. And she's currently in the latest series of The Crown. She plays Princess Margaret. No, mm. not Princess Margaret, whatever the Queen, Princess Anne, Queen's daughter. And then in the episode five, Jasmine Lee Jones has done a piece, the one called Batshit. Oh, and she was the, she did the play at the Royal Court called Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner that I loved. Yes. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, so the next two episodes I'm definitely going to watch. Also in episode three is one with Monica Dolan, which I think you'd enjoy. <gasps> Love Monica Dolan. Oh, yes, yeah, she's doing one with her, uh, with the guy from The End of the Fucking World. Did you watch that? Oh, that's what he's from. I was watching yeah. it thinking I really recognise you. Monica Dolan's brilliant. I mean, she is playing very... She's playing a car- a mum, sort of quite emotionally manipulative, and it reminds me of... She reminded me of a similar character that she played in... What appropriate. Appropriate. Yeah, that's it. That was such a good play. That really was, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm so glad I went to see that one. Oh, it's so, it's so weird, like, how, you know, just not going to the theatre... I know. We used to go and we used to go and see so much, so many things, and it's great that we've got these ones online to watch. And but it is weird not not going and seeing kind of stuff at the theatre all the time. It's really weird, and I think I think you know when you go to the theatre a lot, you feel like you're part of a sort of club, don't you? Yeah, you really do. You yeah. feel like you're part of something that everyone and the people that you see there, you know, you're all part of something, and it's not the same watching stuff from home. No. It is lovely going to theatre and I really like it. You know, when at, when at work you kind of meet someone else who d- goes to a lot of theatre as well and then you instantly have something to kind of talk about and you think, oh, did you see this? Did you see that? Mm. And I do also like it at work when people say, oh, you go to the theatre so much. <laughs> <laughs> Should I say, yeah, I do. And also I find that at work I'm terrible for leaving work on time. I'm always like stuck at work late. But... When I say that I've got theatre tickets, I generally try to leave at sort of yeah. promptish time because I feel like it's such people don't want you to be late for the theatre. You'd miss the start. Whereas being like, I really need, I really need to go now because I'm watching Love Island with my friend when I get home. Everyone be like, um, well, why don't you just stay? Yeah, exactly. And the best thing to do if anyone ever needs this tip is to you you announce it in the morning. You don't wait until five or six to say I'm going to the theatre tonight. Oh yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's what you're doing tonight. You say it first thing in the morning, I'm going to the theatre later. And that way, everybody knows you will be leaving at six o'clock. Yes. Well, I, do you know what I've started doing now? Instead of saying I'm going to a show, I've just started, I was just saying to people, I'm reviewing a show tonight. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's even I mean, more true. Serious. And it was true. Look, we've got a we podcast were. with literally tens of tens of listeners. <laughs> Actually, we've got more listeners since we've been in lockdown. So for anyone who's joined us in lockdown... Hello. And for those who have stuck with us, thank you. Um, Like we said, it is lovely being part of a kind of theatre community. And that's kind of, especially on Instagram, kind of having that that theatre community of people that follow us and that we follow and seeing all the shows everyone's seeing. Um, Yeah, I just can't wait to go back to the theatre. I really hope. I hope it's not too long before it all kicks off, especially for the sake of all the people that work in that industry as well. I did get quite an exciting email today, though, Osk, and it was from Secret Cinema. So they do the big um, 
movies in London and everybody goes along and it's interactive and you watch the film and everyone has to come dressed as a character and the location is secret. I've never done it. You've done quite a few, haven't you? I am in the secret cinema cult. Absolutely love it. So they have announced that they will be doing drive-in films and it's in, it's being sponsored by Hagendars and it's going to be in Goodwood which is in Sussex. So do you want to hear what the films are and I'll let and you can tell me what you'd be interested in going to see. Yeah, I mean I'm mostly just curious as to why you mentioned that it's sponsored by Hagendars. Are we getting some sort of kickback or are we hoping to gain sponsorship by that mention? Well, first of all Hagendars we're reaching out to you. I love Pralines and Cream. I used to get it at Blockbusters <sighs> every time uh, we got a film on a Friday night, didn't I ask? Cream is just the best. It is the best. Um, but also, I'm saying it's sponsored by Hagen Does because they're going to bring you ice cream to your car. Okay. My dream is to be sponsored by Hagen Does. If it was Theatre Club Podcast brought to you by Hagen Does and we just got paid in a lifetime supply of ice cream, I'd be fat and happy. I think I have been being healthier at the moment, though, now that I'm in the country because I have been doing bike rides. I'm putting it all, uh, yeah. And I came off my bike the other day, though, Al. <gasps> I didn't tell, did I not tell you this? No. Oh, I had I had a crash. Oh I, my god, I'm stressed. I just basically took a corner on a hill like too fast, and so I came around the corner and I saw a car as well coming the other way. So I sort of and I realised I'd taken it too wide. So I went down into like the gutter just slightly off the road, and I would have been totally fine. But when I went to brake in my like panic, I accidentally squeezed the front brake too hard. Oh, so you, you know when the front wheel. Yeah, so the back of the bike just came up and knocked me right over the handlebars. I feel like I did a really good kind of um, stuntman style roll, though, because I just did like a couple of rolls and then I basically like hopped straight back up because I wanted the car coming the other way to know I was all right because I could see them slowing down. Oh, like, that's so fallen. embarrassing. It was. They literally slowed down because they're just imagine if you're just driving your car and you see someone just coming around the corner. And I was on your bike, by the way. So I was on a lady's bike. With a basket. Oh, my God. What's happened to my basket? What's happened to my basket? Did my basket get? It was all right. Sorry. Thanks for having concern for me. Your bike was absolutely fine. Um, But I was totally fine. I've scuffed my hand and that's about it. And then I sort of got up and carried on cycling and then realized my phone wasn't in my pocket and it flown out of my pocket and was in a ditch somewhere. So that's. um, So what happened? Did you have to go back and get your phone? Yeah, I went back and had to start rummaging through a ditch and I eventually found it. It was like buried in a pile of leaves. Oh. It was very dramatic, but um, it was also quite funny. I thought you were going to say you were lying in the ditch and then you were like, somebody call my mom. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> Someone call my mom. Um, so what were we talking about? Um, okay, so I we're back to Secret you know what? I've totally lost. We were back to Secret Oh yes, Cinema. back to Secret Cinema. I totally lost track that I'm living with mum and I'm turning into mum. I've gone off on a tangent for so long that I've forgotten what on earth we're talking about. Hagen does presents The Drive-In from Secret Cinema and Goodwood. Fasten your seatbelts. Here are the films that you can watch, Oscar. Now, I want, I'm going to say the film and I want you to give a, just a literally one sentence synopsis because I don't know what some of these are. Okay? So the first okay. film is Rush. Rush is a film about like a true story of a racing car driver, and I think it's got Chris Hemsworth in it, directed mm-hmm. by Ron Howard. Okay, no thanks. Uh, Star Wars: New Hope. Obviously, I know what Star Wars is, but New Hope. What does that mean? That was the that's the first ever one, so the classic original. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, it's actually not one of the. It's quite boring, but you know, it's fine. Okay, let's not see that. Moulin Rouge. Classic. Well, some people might not know what that is, Oscar. 
Oh, Moulin Rouge is a, a musical by Baz Luhrmann and it uses modern pop songs. And I think everyone that's listening to this right now knows what Moulin Rouge is. Okay, fair enough. I just wanted to hear what you'd, you'd say. Toy Story. My gift is my song. <laughs> <laughs> Christian. You're dying, Satine. <laughs> um, Toy Story. Um, it's about toys that come to life. I actually prefer... What's your favourite Toy Story? Well, I would say Toy Story 3, actually. I'd say 3, 2, 1 in that order. I'm ignoring 4 because I think we should all just pretend it never happened. Oh, oh now, I watched 4, but I did watch it on a plane and I loved it. Ugh. 4, do you know what 4 should have been? 4 should have been a Disney Plus online platform straight to Disney Plus release. Oh, it was Oscar. not... It is not Toy Story canon. Oh, it's I not thought it was fun with that doll trilogy. in the antique shop. It's fine, but do you know what? They jumped the shark. The little Bo Peep in her like um, car racing around, just no. They, it's it's not. It, the Toy Story trilogy was perfect. So let's not ruin it. But it goes three, two, one in my opinion. Okay. The Incredibles. Um, that is another Pixar film, isn't it? Which is okay. It's not like, it's not up there with Coco. I haven't or, seen that. Um, or Finding Nemo or Inside Out. But it's, you know, it's good. It's about a family of superheroes. Dirty Dancing. Oh, my God. Patrick Swayze. Oh, this is just the best. Knives Out. Oh, Knives Out's really good. Um, I saw that, was it this year? I can't even remember. It was pre-lockdown. And um, it's by Ryan Johnson, who did um, the film uh, Brick, which was really good, and the new Star Wars film. film Brick. Yes, it's by him. So it's really stylish, and it's almost like a sort of um, Agatha Christie uh, whodunit murder sort of pastiche. So it's set in this big house, and the father gets murdered, and Daniel Craig plays this detective, like a southern detective who's come to the house to sort of find out who did it. And it's kind of a bit campy, and it's it's really good. It's a really fun film. Mary Poppins Returns. So that's the new one, isn't it, with uh, Emily Blunt? Lin-Manuel Miranda. And Lim Miranda doing an English accent. Yeah, we really liked that, didn't we? Yeah, really liked that. I thought it was very, very touching. Uh, cars. PG. Oh, it's that like kids thing. That's another pick. That's like the weakest of all the Pixar franchises. Yeah, it looks it's it. It's just about it's about cars. Fight no, no, no. Club. Fight Club. Um, oh, that's that with Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. And Christine, um, based um, on a book. And Helena Bonham Carter is in that, isn't she? Helena Bonham Carter, yes, and Meatloaf. Is Meatloaf in that? Yeah, Meatloaf's in it. Oh, um, and that it's, at all. Yeah, very sort of dark. I wouldn't be... See, this is the thing with Secret Cinema. Disturbing. You've got to think when you're going, not like, oh, I love that film. You have to think what lends itself to a spectacular visual. Yes, what, what do I want to sit in a car and watch? Yeah, do I want to sit in a car and watch Fight Club? No. Like, it's a great Whereas film. like Moulin Rouge... Yes, yeah. you're they in your own car. Fi- like they might have fireworks because there are fireworks in the film, for example. Toy Story, they might do a, a buzz. Oh, do you think they're going to add sort of um, yeah. interactive elements? Like Toy oh, Story, okay. they might actually have a buzz that flies into the air or something like that. Okay. Um, right, yeah, Amer- yeah, yeah. American Psycho. Oh, American Psycho with Kristen Bale. Yeah. Um, again, a very dark Dark thriller, sort of isn't film. it? I haven't watched that for a long time, you know, and I guess it's... When I, I saw it when I was quite young, and I don't think I really got it because I think it's quite it's quite satirical actually as a film. But mm. and maybe I'll yeah. I'm not fussed by that. Reservoir Dogs, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah Reservoir Dogs is is all right. I'm not that fussed about seeing that. Pretty Woman. Yeah, do you know what I watched Pretty Woman not too long ago, and it's it's an odd film. It's all right though. 
Yeah, it's all right. Do you know, Molly Ringwald was originally, that's who they wanted to star in it. Yeah, I could see her being in that. I think she'd be good in it. I think, but I mean, Julia Roberts is, Julia Roberts, isn't she? Julia Roberts is great. Zootropolis. It's like a kid's film, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's like another kid's film. That's an all right film, actually. Hunger Games. Yeah, I liked that. I thought Hunger Games was all right. And the final one is Moana. I love Moana. Moana is a Disney um, animation um, and it's really good. It's so good. I love Moana. Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote um, quite a lot of the music for it, actually. And it's just really great. It's a really great story about a young um, girl, Islander, and she wants to go off and sail and there's no love interest. It's just, I feel like it's very empowering for young children and young girls and it's got really good music and it's a really fun film. Oh, cool. So, like, if, would for example, yeah, could... if you wanted to see that, you would go on Sunday... Um, the 19th of July at 11.30 in the morning. In the morning? Yeah. Oh, how's an outdoor screening going to work in the day? I don't know, honey. That is odd, I mean, I'd be it? really interested to find out, actually. I th- feel like it'd be something to do. Also, because we're going through this weird this weird COVID time anyway, it feels like it'd be something to sort of mark off that you've done. Yes. You know, when you're, ta- when you're looking back in years to come and you'll say, oh, we all went to a drive-in film because we couldn't go to the cinema. So if you weren't seeing Moana, what would your second choice be? Um, Moana would be up there. Moulin Rouge. I'd like to see Moulin Rouge too. Toy Story. I think like you said, you kind of obviously like something like Fight Club. They are really good films. But I don't know if I want to sit in a car for two and a half hours concentrating on that. Whereas something like Toy Story or Dirty Dancing are just kind of fun and when you're you know i think you want something especially when you're in a car there's not going to be that much Mm. interaction i feel like go for the fun so moulin rouge you can see on tuesday the 7th of july at seven o'clock or sunday the 19th of july at 3 30 and these are all where goodwood these are all in goodwood which is in sussex so you can you can drive there in two hours from london it's 50 pounds a car um a car okay Oh, it says here, order food and drinks via our online platform from a menu inspired by the much-loved American Diner, featuring Goodwood's Mm. own organic produce and the specially curated selection of luxury ice cream from our friends at, you guessed it. Haagen-Dazs. Haagen-Dazs. Great taste and brilliant value. (laughs) Haagen-Dazs. Luxury in your car. This will be delivered (laughs) to your car by our extended family of waiters who will also respect social distancing guidelines. So lean back. How are they going to do that? Stand two metres away from your car and then just lob a tub of haagen at you? No, they're going to get, you know, a pizza. <laughs> what you put a pizza <laughs> in the oven. <laughs> they're going to... That big long paddle. Yeah, they're going to roller skate over some ground, like grass, with this paddle. Skate, skate, yeah. skate with the paddle. And then they're going to just yeah. stand two metres away and go, open your car window, please. And then they're going to put the paddle in, you take it all off. Okay. I mean, that, that actually sounds like a fairly sensible idea. Let me just think if I've got any any other business to tell you about anything. That I've... Do you know what we haven't discussed? <gasps> what? Is what cocktail we're both drinking. Oh, of course. Obviously, every episode we do our cocktail and I have made one. I've just been um, drinking it. And Are you drinking a cocktail? I bloody well hope so. I made the exact same thing I made last episode, which was an amaretto sour, but using chickpea juice, the aquafaba. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Like, you, like works like an egg white. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what I've started drinking is um, Manhattans. Oh, gosh, they're strong, aren't they? Well, yeah, I guess they are. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a big one as well, which is just whiskey and sweet vermouth with um, 
a little dash of sugar. I'm not sure if I could get on board with that. I like it. You can also do one with, um, I quite like doing a tequila Manhattan. So using like a real aged like Añejo tequila. Yum. Oscar, before we finish, I've got one more thing I want to talk about, which is the BBC um, TV show Talking Heads, which is the adaptation of the Alan Bennett Talking Heads, which is, yeah, we've we've discussed it. It's the thing we're most excited about. Um, Some huge names are attached to this. Jodie Cromer, um, Melda Staunton. Well, I'm really looking forward to watching Talking Heads on BBC on Tuesday the 23rd. And then I guess they're going to be weekly after that episode's. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about that on the next episode of the podcast. Oh, 100%. I cannot wait. Well, I've got to say my Manhattan has somewhat gone to my head because I haven't had dinner yet. So before I embarrass myself, let's wrap this up. Okay, well, it's been lovely to speak to you. And thanks to the new listeners who have joined us. Thanks to the old listeners who are tuning in. Please let us know what you think of unprecedented episode three um or any others that you've seen on our instagram you can follow us at theater podcast no (laughs) you can follow us at theater club podcast and thanks again for listening don't forget to subscribe and why not leave us a review on itunes spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts bye love you bye love you bye sponsored by hagen does (laughs) 